1: it's the first episode of me being 31 I guess we had one on my birthday but my birthday's done it is February and this is another episode of flipping bats we got a lot to talk about I was at the MLB Awards banquet I sat right next to Steve Cohen heard him talk a lot about baseball that was really cool Steve Cohen making comments in the media Brian Cashman making comments in the media MLB the show insane news this episode's gonna be a blast, Alex. Let's uh let's have some fun.
0: We're we're always having fun. I love how you, you say first show us thirty one, even though we did one like on your birthday. Yeah,
1: but it was on my birthday, you know, like I guess technically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a lot of we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh last episode on my birthday, we started a giveaway, giving away a bat of custom flipping bats bat and it's sick so we're going to give that away today we did select a winner stick around we're also going to do another one we have five more bats to give away so stick around what's going to happen is at some point in the show I am going to give you an email address and to that email address you just have to send a screenshot that you follow flipping bats pod and then you could win a bat so we'll get to that in a little while but let's start with kind of my trip. I've been gone for a little while from LA. I went to New York for the awards banquet, MLB awards, and then went home for my birthday for the first time in a while. But the awards banquet was where they gave out the MVP, rookie of the year, manager of the year, and the Cy Young award. So I was there. It was the third time I've ever attended because Justin has won three Cy Young awards. Now, let me just quickly explain these award ceremonies. One, it's put on by the baseball writers. So as you can imagine, kind of old school. Everybody you're dealing with at this award banquet, like every, to get everything done, to get your hotel room, to get a ticket. You're emailing people with netscape.com emails. I mean, (laughs) when I say old school, it is certainly old school. But look, there are eight people there you really want to hear from, right? The winners of the awards. The eight players and managers. But what ends up happening is this event lasted It lasted four hours. Why? Because the baseball writers are involved, and it's so old school. These players go out. You know who I want to hear from? I want to hear from Aaron Judge. I want to hear from Julio Rodriguez. I want to hear from Justin. And those guys all go up, and they do a great job, and they speak for two minutes, and then they go sit back down. They're up on the dais and, like, paraded in front of everybody. Yeah. They can't sit at the table with family. They're just up there. And then the baseball – there's a few baseball writers that go up and speak for 15, 20 minutes.
0: No. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah no, this this doesn't seem right. It should be – this is more of like, this is about us. No, it's not about you. Yeah. This is about the players. And, again, I've never been there. You're painting a nice, nice picture for us for what it's like for, you know – family and players who win these awards. Um, But, yeah, it should be more of like an interview with them on stage and talking to them about their season, what they did, everything about that. So You can hear from them. But, again, we talked about this last show, that we believe the Hall of Fame voting should be updated. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think that all of these awards need to be updated. You know why? Because it is the BBWAA He did create these awards. They are the ones who vote on these four major awards, which are the MVP, Cy Young, Jackie Robinson, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year, and obviously also the Hall of Fame. Now, as we said last time, right, keep the writers involved. But this needs to be updated. You need to have people in baseball involved in voting and a part of these awards. Have the writers have execs, owners, have Hall of Famers, players, make it fun and enjoyable yep. and all-inclusive, which is just adding to what we were talking about hearing you say that they're just up there. I Did you mention like what they were talking about for those 15 minutes?
1: I did not. <laughs> it, it got a little out of hand. They were There were baseball writers talking about their reconstructed bladders and prostates. No. And it like it's like come like guys
0: It's not the time or place. We're here
1: to we're here for the players. I look and you're you're right. And I didn't need I didn't intend to go on a a tangent about baseball writers, but you mentioned the awards and how they're the ones that vote. Yeah, there needs to be an update (laughs) to all of it, I think. And every time I think of this, I go back to to when Rick Porcello, the year he won the Cy Young Award, and this is no discredit to Rick Porcello in the year he had. However, the way the voting is set up, right? Yeah. If a baseball writer votes, there's two from each city. Yeah. If a baseball writer votes for you first place, you get a certain amount of points. Yes. If they vote for you second place, it's a certain amount of points. Yeah. Justin lost the Cy Young that year by one point, and both baseball writers in Tampa didn't vote for Justin in the top ten. When he was clearly you can look at the numbers. I mean, he was the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. They didn't put him in the top 10, so he didn't get a single point yeah. from either one of them. And if either one of them had put him in the top ten, he would have won the award. But it's the end all be all. But great event. Yep. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did I did have fun at the event. You get yeah. all dressed up. The players are there. Um, and I was sitting at the same table, and there were six of us at this table. It was Steve Cohen. He was right next to me. I, love I sit this down video. at the table. It was my family. Yeah. It was Edwin Diaz's wife, and it was Steve Cohen and his wife. And I got to know him. It was the first time talking to him. I sat down. He introduced himself, and uh, I introduced myself, and he said, Oh, I, I see you on Twitter. Yeah. And I said, I see you yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> And he said, not anymore. I got in trouble. So clearly this man is not on Twitter as much anymore because he's. What's he he
0: like? Like he's like the person, the person, Steve Cohen. He's
1: super nice, very soft spoken. Like I'm sitting across from him at the table. Honestly, we're three seats away from each other talking to each other. So pretty close and he's just he's very soft spoken and you kind of have to really listen in in. but it was really cool for a couple of reasons yeah one obviously he's one of the richest men in the world so to you know yeah pretty close to that guy is kind of cool but also he was talking about baseball Yeah. and I feel like if I were at an event at a banquet sitting right next to a baseball owner you know what they're not going to be talking about baseball and the team Mm -hmm. and he was and without going into too much detail on what he was specifically talking about because that was a private conversation that I obviously didn't say I'd talk about but to hear him just talk about the game as a fan to talk about his team to talk about his want to win a world series to talk about what he's doing around the stadium what he and his wife are proud of to do around the stadium it's not just an investment into the team into the players on the field that they have that they have put a lot of money towards. They're they're also proud of the kids' playroom that they're updating this year and uh, stuff around the stadium and the scoreboard. And you know, these these people have come in as fans of the New York Mets yeah. and are objectively making the entire experience so much better from the product on the field to the product as a fan when you experience it at a game, to players' families that have to drop off their kids down in the tunnel during games, it was just so cool hearing them talk and to be sitting right next to them. I've become huge fans of both Steve Cohen and his wife.
0: Yeah, he's changing. he's changing the game right now. He's a player's owner.
1: Absolutely. He's
0: paying players what they're worth and he's forcing the hand of every other owner in major league baseball to step up and do the same or he's going to he's going to steal your man.
1: Absolutely. If
0: you don't pay him, he's going to steal him.
1: Absolutely. I, and go we, Steve Cohen. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's comments from Cohen I want to get to in literally just a second. But last point on the the awards banquet, did yeah. you happen to see the pictures of Justin and Sandy Alcantara holding their Cy Young awards?
0: Yeah, but I don't Most, did I miss something? Yeah. Okay, wait, maybe. <laughs>
1: They spelled valuable on the award wrong.
0: Oh, no, they didn't. Yeah,
1: there was no A. It was just valuable, valuable. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So here's what I will say. these, This was just like a, a dummy for a, a photo op. Yeah. And this is clearly, like, this isn't the award Justin was ever going to go home with or Sandy was ever going to go home with. But you're putting the best pitchers in baseball it's Major League Baseball taking the pictures and putting them out there. Yeah. You got to get at least – find an award that has it spelled oh, that's right. Good. I feel like this one was – who knows where this was from, but this – it was not spelled right. And yeah. And it, it made for quite the talking point on social media. Um, Cohen's – Cohen's comment. Yeah. From sitting next to him to him being all in the media for comments. And I – I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah. If you've heard these comments. But I absolutely – love them. Uh I love everything he said. Steve Cohen came out um, with comments about some some of what the other owners in baseball have been saying and Mm -hmm. he said I've heard what everyone else has heard that they're not happy with me in terms of the other owners. I hear things from people who are maybe more neutral that they're taking a lot of heat from their fans. I kind of look at it like you're looking at the wrong person. They're putting it on me. Maybe they need to look more at themselves, said Steve Cohen. He also went on to say, I'm not responsible for how other teams run their clubs. I'm really not. That's not my job, and there are disparities in baseball. We know that to be true. I'm following the rules. They set the rules down. I'm following them. Steve Cohen is changing the game of baseball. Yes, he he is. He is an owner that has come in, that loves the game of baseball, and he is treating this entire thing as a passion project because you know what it is he loves the game of baseball he loves the Mets he wants to win and he's putting his money his billions of dollars into this team because it's not an investment into a team and I'm going to try and see how profitable this can be No, Steve Cohen is trying to win a World Series, and he's willing to do what it takes. And you know what? Of course these other owners are mad at him. But they should be taking their billions of dollars and pumping it into the team. And if you're not a fan of baseball, if you're not trying to win with your team, then let another owner come in that will do that because the fans deserve it, the players deserve it, the entire organization deserves an owner that wants to win. These other owners are also billionaires, yeah. might I mind you. No, they need to spend like it.
0: Steve Cohen is putting his money where his mouth is, which is the cardinal rule if you say you're going to do something. He wants to win a World Series, and he is putting a team together and paying players to get and obtain that goal. Now, people, especially rich people, don't like when things change and it's not their idea. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of upset owners, especially when you have four teams who have under a $60 million payroll, okay? Steve is playing one one guy, more than that. And it's, times are a changing, and we've seen it. When you put money into the team, when you invest in your players, take the Padres for example, right now, their top four are insane with Tatis, Soto, Bogarts, Machado, we even just saw photos from their fan fest this last.
1: How cool is that? It,
0: I mean, it's insane when you think about it that that is the Padres. But if you, they were there were photos surfacing on um, Twitter of their fan fest ten years ago. There you go to now this year's fan fest, and you can visibly see the difference oh. when you spend money on your franchise and you spend money on your players. Fans are gonna show up. They're not only going to buy tickets, they're going to buy merchandise, and in return, you are going to make money on your investment.
1: It needs to be – that was very well said, by the way, very well. And it needs to be the new status quo is coming in saying, our team is going to be profitable because I am going to invest in the team Mm -hmm. and I am going to put a good product on the field. Steve Cohen is paying Justin and Max a combined $80. 85 ish million dollars whereas there's four teams as you mentioned with a payroll under 60 million yeah. the entire payroll and those teams the a's i don't even know that their exact payroll but i can promise you the a's are under it and then there's these other teams the a's the pirates the reds that continue to i believe their ownership is like okay i'm gonna rake in the cash from the these tv deals mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna pay my i'm gonna have a minuscule payroll and that's how I'm going to make my team profitable whereas you now have these owners coming in Steve Cohen well one I just want to win two I'm going to pump a bunch of money into this team and as a result the stands are going to be full yeah. we're going to make the playoffs we're going to have playoff revenue and then teams like the Padres that that picture that you at first referenced was mm-hmm. from 2015 okay 7 8 years ago at their fan fest the outfield looks like Empty. Like they're playing a game and there's yeah. three outfielders standing out yeah. there. Fast forward to 2023 and there's, there's, you can't move yeah. in the outfield. And it's because they have invested in their team. Now, San Diego Padres fans have something to be so excited about. And how can you not? And you know what? Guess what? It's profitable. There for the first time in Padres history is a wait list for season tickets.
0: See, and that's why you do it right there.
1: That's why you do it. Right there. So I love Steve Cohen's comments. He's absolutely right. He's just doing what he's doing everything the right way within the parameters. It's not his who cares if the other owners are mad at him. And you know what?
0: Yeah. Keep doing it.
1: Go go spend money, and of course I am pumped up. And this is what I tweeted about after Cohen's comments. Other owners are frustrated because the fans are now being vocal and yeah. frustrated. Good. Yeah. Fans' voices are being heard. Fans, fans are are making a difference, and I, I think this is going to be great for the game of baseball. And if you're for one second on the side of the owners saying, "Well, Steve Cohen is gonna," who cares? Mm No, don't side with the billionaire owners that aren't willing to spend their money. You know what? You know where there's not a a a cap? The English premier league like soccer over in your in Europe. Guess what? I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've watched Welcome to Wrexham. Oh yeah. Ryan Reynolds bought a a soccer team with Rob McElhenney over there in, in Wales. Guess what? They're just buying whoever they want. And guess yeah. what? Fans are showing up. They're all pumped. It's just a way of life. So these billionaire owners, if you want to own a baseball team, be a fan, pump money into the team, try and win, make the experience better, period.
0: You know who needs to start copying Steve Cohen in the Mets right now? Who? The Yankees.
1: Did you see those comments? I did.
0: Ryan, I <laughs> Ryan
1: Cashman I- came out with some comments that I, I, I truly – I can't really fathom. No. And it's because I'm in an interesting – we're both at an interesting time in our lives or born at an interesting time where we remember the Yankees. Oh, yeah. The Yankees of the 90s and the Yankees of the early 2000s. And then it's almost like there was a shift and the Yankees have just, you know, they haven't been back to the World Series in forever. It's been since 2009 years. they won. Yeah. And now we have the general manager of the New York Yankees going on – going on the radio and saying let me just read it Mm -hmm. he said it felt like the way our fan base reacted we got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs the reality was we had a hell of another run at it he also he also added in this same interview that they were four games short of the world series no, Brian, you got swept <laughs> by the Houston Astros. You got your doors blown off in the ALCS. That's not something to celebrate.
0: I feel like we shouldn't be surprised because he also had a comment back in 2017 where he said, World Series or bus mentality is a thing of the past. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? You are the New York Yankees, one of the greatest teams of all time. Any professional athlete should go and do every single season with the mentality of we are going to win it all. There being the mentality is World Series or bust. But now hearing these other comments that, you know, Yankee fans are spoiled. We did our best. (laughs) I I never thought the day would come where I would ask Yankee fans, do we need to lower our standards for the Yankees? Like, is a good season making it to the postseason and Aaron Judge breaking some home run records or is a good season getting to the World Series? because that's what it should be. It should be World Series or bust. Like do the Yankee fans need to lower their standards? Like is this what they're putting out there, you know? He's a 10, but he hasn't been to the World Series in 14 years. I don't know. You tell me, Yankee fans.
1: I I remember when the New York Yankees were the New York Yankees. Yeah. And it was World Series or bust. Always. And the fact and the facts are the New York Yankees are still the most or one of the most valuable franchises in the entire world. It should be World Series or bust. These comments made by Brian Cashman that maybe we need to lighten up our standards a little bit. We were four games away from the World Series. Do you think Yankees fans right now are saying, you know what? We got our doors blown off by the Houston Astros, but what a great season we had. It was so (laughs) much fun. We had fun. We got pretty close. So honestly, Great season. And Aaron Judge, he had that home run chase going on, and he broke the record. Great season. You know what? No. It's about what you do in the playoffs. Aaron Judge was getting booed yeah, I was say, one you game that? into the playoffs. And the New York Yankees got their doors blown off by the Houston Astros, and nobody is satisfied except for apparently Brian Cashman. It's unacceptable. These comments are ridiculous. They, they are the Astros' little brother right now and no Yankees fans are happy about the way this organization has gone for the past decade plus, and they shouldn't be. And these comments from the general manager of the New York Yankees are unacceptable if you're the Yankees. You know what? The Seattle Mariners, they should be pumped to get in the playoffs this year. They broke a drought, and there's plenty of other teams that should be excited in a season where they made the playoffs. The Baltimore Orioles, they should be pumped about the season they had. But the New York Yankees should never be saying, guess what? We got to the ALCS. We should be proud of that. We were four games from the World Series. No, you're the New York Yankees. I grew up having to hear every single day that the New York Yankees have 27 rings. And guess what? They still only have 27 rings. And not getting another one is unacceptable.
0: Burn. We both feel the exact same way. It is laughable that the mentality isn't World Series or bust for this Yankees team. It has to be. It's... It's beyond me right now. I mean, the last 20 years, they've been to the World Series twice. What are you doing? Fig- get
1: Celebrating losing to the Astros over and over and over and over. And, and Michael King.
0: That was so weird. Okay.
1: Michael King. Yeah. My Look, I know Michael King well. He's a nasty reliever. But if Michael King is walking down the street in New York City, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, my God, it's Michael King. Guess what? Michael King is in the news making comments about the Houston Astros and about the team. I don't really understand what he was doing here either, but listen to these comments. Every offseason move we make, you can see the Twitterverse going nuts. Like, is this enough to beat the Astros? This was Michael King on the Yankees' kryptonite being the Astros. There's no chance an Astros team can stop us when we're rolling. (laughs) <laughs> I don't why are these why are Brian Cashman and Michael King coming out making these these comments? I I don't understand. Look, the Yankees were rolling last year. In fact, they were on pace to break the all-time wins record at a certain point. And then they ran into the Houston Astros in the middle of the season. when guess what they were rolling. They lost five of seven and at, at no point in those seven games came to the plate with a lead. The two games they did win were via a walk-off. They also hit 151 in those seven games, the lowest batting average against an opponent in a season ever for the Yankees. But also, who cares? Let's talk about the playoffs. They didn't win a single game against the Astros. What are you – what's happening I, to the New York Yankees? I don't understand.
0: It feels lost. yes. They did keep Aaron Judge probably the best thing they've done in the last decade. But you got to walk the walk before you talk the talk. And there is no way right now that the New York Yankees are better than the Houston Astros. They had a losing record to them during the regular season. They got swept in the postseason. And you got to figure it out. You got to do everything you can to beat the defending champs. Your move, Yankees. Your move.
1: They... The, the Yankees had the best record in all of baseball at the end of June. Yeah. And then the Astros went there and just dominated them. Yeah. They no-hit them. I mean, I, I, I just don't really understand. Uh, I don't understand why Michael King would come out and say this. It's it's almost like –
0: Clickbait, maybe? It's
1: almost like the the Yankees aren't the Yankees that I remember. They're it's not like, right now. It's like the Yankees are trying to, to force a rivalry with the Astros when the Astros are like, what? Yeah, bring it on! We'd love to play in the playoffs. We'll yeah. we we've been dominating for over half a decade, you guys, at this point. And and it's I just I don't understand. It's almost like the the Mets are the new Yankees of New York. They
0: are the new Kings of New York, and we have a nice little battle going on this season to see who is. And, and the Mets are doing everything they need to do. To take over that top position in New York right now. They're paying their players. They got the lineup. They got an owner that's willing to do whatever it takes. And they're going for it. It's gonna be it's fun. True.
1: It's very true. Yeah. Um, Alex, I don't I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm what? a big MLB the show guy.
0: Oh, you're a big gamer.
1: I'm a big gamer. Yeah. I, I stream on Twitch. You're a Twitcher. Um, and I mostly stream MLB the show. And there has been some big big MLB The Show news come out. And I'm going to briefly talk about some of the news, but also this is a more broad topic, so if you're not just a fan, if you're not a fan of MLB The Show, if you don't play video games, trust me, um, this is making a difference in in all of baseball. But some big news came out over the past week. Um, one, the standard cover of MLB The Show will be Jazz Chisholm Jr. Electric. Yeah. Um, so, look, this, this had a lot of there were a lot of people talking about this because the MLB The Show cover has become, in a way, like the Madden cover. Yeah, like It's a really big deal. And there are a lot of players, in my opinion, that that could have been on the cover here. And that's, I think that speaks volumes to where the game of baseball is at right now. Um, but I, I like Jazz a lot, and he's a friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. He came on last year, and he was unbelievable. His baseball IQ is through the roof. He's so exciting. Look, this guy – this is what baseball needs. It, yeah. it needs guys like Jazz that have younger eyes on it that are like, Who, who's Jazz? Let me go watch him. Oh, my God, this guy's really exciting. I think it also could have been a guy like Julio Rodriguez. You couldn't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But Jazz is, Jazz is everything that baseball is pushing towards, which is fun, exciting, show your personality, have, have fun on the baseball field. He ends up being on the cover, and he had this to say about it. I couldn't get the smile off my face. It felt like Christmas before Christmas. I love it. Jazz Chisholm is on the cover of MLB The Show this year, and uh, I like it.
0: I love it, too. And his tweet with his cover was, let's get it. My spark can't be contained. And it can. not He has an infectious personality that when you look at the cover, you look at his face, you can't help but smile. That's all you want to do. And that's it. It's exactly what this game needs and what this younger generation needs. He's relatable. He's having fun. And you can tell he just has such a love for the game. I love it.
1: Now, man. the other cover.
0: Yeah. Limited this edition.
1: is a big, big deal for multiple reasons. One, this player hadn't been in the game for years. And everybody's been wondering, when can we get him back in the game? Two, he's in the biggest market. In the world. And three, he is the captain. Derek Jeter is on the cover of what they're calling the captain edition. Yeah. Of MLB The Show 23. It's a really cool cover. The art is fantastic. It's almost – he's like jumping out of the stadium doing his signature Derek Jeter backhand jump throw. Um, really cool for the game here. I love it. This is going to bring a lot of people back to the game, to the game, whatever it may be. And he will now – be a legend in the game so really cool this was also announced on Jimmy Fallon Mm
0: -hmm. which is
1: that's a that's about as big of a platform you know for announcements as you can get that's pretty cool there so Jazz Chisholm on the standard edition cover Derek Jeter is on the captain edition cover and the news just kept rolling And I'm very proud of this news as a MLB The Show, kind of like an ambassador, went down there at the beginning of last year. We do giveaways on this show, which, by the way, we're going to be doing more giveaways as the game is about to come out. Um, So keep listening. If you're fans of the game, if not, you're going to be able to win a copy of this game at some point soon. So stay tuned. But I'm very proud of this, what they announced just the other day. And it's why I'm wearing this jersey right here. This is the Nashville Stars jersey. Major League MLB, the show 23, announced a collab with the Negro Leagues. And um, this is really cool. And this is really special. Because the Negro Leagues is a vital part of the past of Major League Baseball. And it will now be included in the game. Eight new legends will be involved. And... This, this tweet says, per MLB, the show's blog post, here are eight of the Negro League's legends involved in the storylines. You got Buck O'Neill, Hilton Smith, Hank Thompson, John Donaldson, Jackie Robinson, Martine DeHigo, Rube Foster, and Satchel Paige. Some names that we all know, some names that we don't, but all names that are vital to the history of Major League Baseball. Now, I heard in an interview, I believe it's the president of um, the Negro Leagues Museum, talk about this, this collab, and how important this is. And he almost said this time period, which was 40 years, by the way. Rob Kendrick is his name. Bob Kendrick, sorry. Here he is now. He said that this whole time period in Major League Baseball is almost, we need to celebrate it. Yep. This is a celebration because of because of what it did for Major League Baseball, the ground that it paved. And it's almost like a pioneer of, okay, we're not allowed to play in Major League Baseball. We will out of nowhere create our own league mm-hmm. and do our own thing and create our own path. And now in this game, you'll be able to, to play a storyline throughout this whole game mode and learn so much about it. And I believe it's so important to the game of baseball. And I'm just so proud that this is all happening. And I'm pumped to play it. And I'm pumped to learn about, admittedly, some of these names that I just mentioned that I do not know. And some of these names that I do know. So really, really cool. And this is great for the game of baseball, for MLB The Show, and and everything involved here.
0: It really is, because it's so important to teach that next and and younger generation of the players who paved the way. And if this is how they're ingesting information, it's genius. Learn while you play, get connected to those who pave the way for everyone in our generation to play in the game and be in the game of baseball. I, I think it's beautiful. And again, it's, it's, it's interactive, you know, because I, I think when we were talking just on our meeting, just how many players and fans and people who play MLB The Show, who are playing with younger guys, so then when they get the call up, they know who everybody is. You're connected to these players. Yep. It's fun.
1: For every for every collector's edition of the game that's yeah. sold, MLB The Show and San Diego Studios will be donating $1 to the Negro Leagues Museum. Right. Which is really cool. So um, just as a whole here, I've talked a lot about MLB The Show and, and what it's doing for the game of baseball as a whole, like the actual game of baseball. Mm-hmm. It, it continues here with obviously this, but everything they do with these young prospect cards, um, there are cards and players you can use in the game that that are just like future prospect mm-hmm. cards. And there will be 50 of them. And guess what? That It's like, okay, I get to know this name. Oh, Adley Rutschman is now a big leaguer. I... I learned about him from MLB The Show. And there's so many of these names, and they do such a good job getting you to know and appreciate these young prospects in the game of baseball and learning all the names in baseball, and now this and the collabs and Jazz Chisholm on the cover, Derek Jeter on the cover, going on Jimmy Fallon. What this game is doing for the game of baseball can't be understated, and I am so proud to be friends with them and to be a part of it and to play it, and uh, it's just really cool. So $1.00. Being donated, and on top of that, yeah, we will be doing a giveaway as well. So cool. we did it last year. Um, not sure what it's going to look like yet, but stay tuned. Keep listening. If you listen, you will have a chance to win a couple copies of, of MLB The Show 23. Whew. Good stuff there. I do stream it, by the way, on Twitch, at Ben Verlander.
0: I feel like I need a lesson. I've never played.
1: Come watch me stream.
0: Well. Then how am I going to learn?
1: By watching. And no. I can say, oh, hey, You don't hey, have two Alex. controllers?
0: You can't play against each other? You can't teach me? Can we have a teach sesh?
1: Sure. Teach sesh.
0: Okay. Teach sesh. Teach sesh.
1: All right. Alex, I have been for the past few weeks going around the infield doing my tiers. Of We did first base, second base, third base, and now it's shortstop. Elite Ranking all of the players in tiers. Elite, almost elite, mm-hmm. really good, pretty solid, and then the rest. So now we are at shortstop. Yep. This is a big one because there's a lot of stars here. Uh, Let's start, where are we starting? With elite, we'll start with my elite tier. I have three. I have three here. Francisco Lindor, Trey Turner, and Carlos Correa. Those are my three names. I can explain more when we get to almost elite, Uh but what I will explain now is that these three Really, they're the best of the best. Um, Trey Turner, obviously, that huge deal with the Phillies. Francisco Lindor, that huge deal with the Mets that didn't look great in that first year, and then last year had such a great year, and Carlos Correa, who is just a superstar. So, um, Alex, before I get to almost elite, do you have any qualms with the three that are in this tier?
0: No, not, not with this tier. It's just crazy to look at the elite and almost elite and see that four of them. We're on the free agent market.
1: True. <laughs> this offseason. This offseason. Um Wait,
0: if you had to choose one of those top three, who is your number one shortstop? Uh, that's always so your most elite. You're making a pyramid. Who's the tip?
1: I don't I mean, I right now would probably go. God, Trey Turner's. I, I, I think I would go Carlos Correa. Whoa. Carlos Correa, has he's, he's clutch. He hits for power. He can hit for a high average. I would say, look, I, he had a very underrated year last year, and he hit 291. Um He plays great defense. He is unbelievable in the playoffs. He's a star. He has the personality. He can be the villain. He just is, I, I think he's the best shortstop in the game of baseball.
0: Also had the most dramatic offseason to then stay with the same team. <laughs>
1: We'll take that up with his ankle. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Almost elite. This is where I think Alex is going to have some some points here. My almost elite tier. Beau Bichette, Mm -hmm. Corey Seager, Dansby Swanson, and Xander Bogarts are my almost elite tier.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What do you got? (laughs) I don't disagree with who you have in there. It's who you don't have in there.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna have no I thought you were gonna have somebody in no. almost elite should be an elite
0: no someone in really good should be an almost elite and I'm kind of shook.
1: I know where you're going that you
0: don't have Jeremy Pena yeah. yeah. in almost elite or elite right because this is based off of what they just did this past season um you were watching the same season that I was right with mm-hmm. the Astros. He was the World Series MVP, the ALCS MVP, Gold Glove winner, Babe Ruth Award winner. I like how do you not have Peña in the almost elite or elite just based off of what we saw and where he's at, what he's capable of as a rookie. How is he not there? Well, makes no sense.
1: Jeremy Peña last year um started off incredible. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable and then struggled a good bit during the the for a chunk of the season and then ended up obviously being great in the playoffs
0: when it counts the
1: best in the playoffs
0: when it counts let's
1: look at it let's just break this down okay I'm a huge Jeremy Payne exactly fan. which I is why I was so shocked am I shook about am this. I gonna put him in the same category right now that I'm putting Xander Bogarts in uh yeah just based off of what he just did he had 253 with 22 homers is well I mean sh- I, that's really good That's really good. And guess what category he's in? Really good. Jeremy Pena is a really good shortstop. I want to see more from him. If Jeremy Pena can do in the regular season what he did in the playoffs, or if Jeremy Pena can do at the beginning of the year for what he all year, guess what? He's going to be an elite shortstop in this game. And Jeremy Pena has the ability to move up very quickly in these categories. But as of right now, as we sit. Right now, I would not put and I did not put Jeremy Pena in the same category that I put Xander Bogarts and Corey Seager and Bo Bichette and Dansby Swanson. I think he's just a tiny tick below that. Now, if we're taking just the playoffs into account, guess what? Jeremy Pena is elite. He's as elite as it gets. He was unbelievable. He did historic things in the playoffs. I need to see which
0: feels almost elite.
1: I need to see it feels almost a bigger sample size across a full season to put him in the same tier that I put Xander Bogarts, who's making three hundred million dollars. I need to see more of it. World Series MVP. Yeah. Great. That's the time. Elite. That's a small sample size, and he was yeah. unbelievable. Exactly. That's why I have him in a category with very. Uh, let me get through <laughs> yeah. almost elite. Almost elite. Right. One guy you I asked. want to talk about you here asked. is is Xander. Yeah. Xander Bogarts, because I do not have him in that top tier, though he is getting paid like that top tier. Why? Um, look, Xander is is almost elite. He hits for a high average. He's an over three hundred hitter, but. Here's my thoughts. He doesn't have the the power numbers that those other guys do. He doesn't play the defense that those other guys do. In fact, his defense is a little under average. So I just don't think he's the full package mm-hmm. that those other top, top, top players are. But he's almost elite. He's great. I, I, love, I love Xander, but I just wanted to clarify why I put him in almost elite and not
0: elite. So question, how do you think now being on a roster and lineup – with the Padres with some all-star guys around him is going to elevate his game. Will it elevate his game?
1: I don't think it needs to be elevated. I think he I think he's the perfect fit for that lineup. He's I, the guy surrounded by You look at that lineup as a whole, which I can't believe at times. It has fun. Manny Machado and and Tatis who can be that exciting hits the ball out of the park, electric, yeah. like a lot of power. And then you have a guy like Juan Soto who can do a little bit of everything. And then there's a guy like Xander Bogarts who's going to hit for a high average. He's going to be on base. I think he's a a perfect fit for that lineup. He's not going to hit you 30 home runs. Yeah. But, man, is he going to be on base a lot for those other guys? Is he going to drive in those other guys? He's a perfect fit for that lineup. And I think if Xander Bogarts continues to do exactly what he has been doing for the better part of a half decade or, or more is a four-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger winner, he's he's a stud. Yeah. He's a star, and the only reason I didn't have him in that elite of the elite tier is because he's not exactly the full package, which was drive the ball, hit for a ton of power, and play great defense, so I knocked him down just a tiny, tiny bit.
0: Okay.
1: Um, let's move on to really good. You guys know who one player is in this category. Yep. My really good tier. Willie Adamas, Jeremy Peña, Wander Franco, O'Neal Cruz, Tim Anderson, Bobby Witt Jr., and Tommy Edmond. The guy I want to talk about here is more of, of Jeremy Peña. Yeah. I just as want we I want to clarify what I already did clarify. Mm-hmm. Look, these numbers right here. I'm just gonna read you Jeremy Peña's numbers in his rookie season. 253. 22 home runs, 63 RBIs. Does that make you elite? Does that make you almost elite? That's what I have to go off of. And I'm also adding in the playoffs. I believe Jeremy Pena is really good with the potential to not only be in the almost elite category, with the potential to be in the elite category. He had 19 errors last year. I believe there's some big defensive improvements to be made, okay? But also, yes, gold glove, right? But it's a lot of errors. I would like to see defensive improvement. I would like to see offensive improvement to be in that next category. Take the playoffs out of it next year. If Jeremy Pena hits 253 with 22 home runs and 63 RBIs, are we considering him elite or almost elite?
0: Well, I mean, you have Carlos Correa an elite, and he hit –
1: 291, 291
0: 22 home runs and 64 RBI.
1: Missed a lot of the season. Okay. When he does play, obviously we know what Carlos does. I don't do you have I do you have Trey Turner's numbers on there? Do you have Francisco Lindor's numbers? I don't. I know. do.
0: Yeah. Can you read? Them? Uh yeah, Lindor hit 270, 26 home runs, 107 RBI, 16 stolen bases. Trey Turner hit 298 with 21 home runs, 100 RBI, and 27 stolen bases. And then Carlos Correa, 291, 22 home runs, and 64 RBI. Xander Bogards hit uh, 307, 15 home runs, and 73 RBI. Jeremy Pena hit 253, 22 home runs, 11 stolen bases, 63 RBI.
1: I think we can all admit, of everybody you just mentioned, that is. That is, those other guys are in the elite or almost elite category. Pena's almost there.
0: Did did any of them win a World Series MVP, ALCS MVP?
1: Well, none I, of them played in either of those. Yeah. So, so no. I'm just
0: saying that that adds a little street cred.
1: I I do. Ag- I completely cred. agree. I do, and that's why I believe Jeremy Pena is really good, and he is the. If I had to rank them in the really good category, he's at the top. I just don't think he's right there yet in line with the Corey Seegers of the world who's hitting 40 homers or Xander Bogarts who's hitting over 300. Francisco Lindor had nine errors last year. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Pena had 19. I just want to see. First season
0: in the majors, too, learning curve. That's yes. a learning curve. Yes. Yeah. So and that's, what, that's what's holding you back is the defensive errors.
1: No, it's That's every – I just really want to see a full step forward in every category. I want to okay. see more consistency. I want to see I'm, – I'm not going to ask for what he did in the playoffs in the regular season because then we're looking at the best shortstop in the game of baseball if he does that over – full. I want to see what he did at the beginning of the year for the entire season. I want to see the consistency over 162. I want to see – I want to see consistency.
0: I'm also just surprised that I'm the one here standing up and fighting for an Astros player and it's not you.
1: I will fight for... a first for, for everything. I love Jeremy Pena. Eh. I will fight for him. Not
0: almost elite love him.
1: Those are my really good <laughs> players. And Jeremy Pena is one of them. Let's move on to pretty solid. All right. Pretty solid pretty,
0: guy. Pretty, pretty solid.
1: We have Von Grissom. We have Kike Hernandez. We have Ahmed Rosario. We have Javi Baez. Ooh. We have Miguel Rojas. We have Joey Wendell. We have... Uh, Oswald Peraza, J.P. Crawford, and Brandon Crawford. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, the one I'll highlight here is Javi Baez. At one point in the game, I think people would have considered Javi Baez to be an elite shortstop. Yeah. And then he's, he, when I say, man, when I talk consistency, this Javi Baez needs consistency. And last year was just consistently bad yeah. 238, 17 homers, 67 RBIs. This guy is one of the more exciting players in the game of baseball. We need him. We need him to be playing well. And I tweeted this at the beginning of last year. Oh, boy. I don't know how it's panning out so far, but I believed in the Tigers maybe more than I should have. Javi Baez will win a championship as a Detroit Tiger. Mark it down. I want the Tigers to be good so bad.
0: When did I, you tweet that?
1: Very beginning of last year. I'm not exactly sure. I don't we You still believe that? What's the date on that? Um, well, he's there for a long time. Yeah. April 11th of 2022. Hmm. I do I I, I uh, <laughs> yeah I want to believe it and <laughs> your and heart it's, wants and it I, it's not it's not because I Brain's I'm telling like,
0: you think about it again it's
1: because I believe in Spencer Torkelson and yeah. Riley Green and and the pitching staff the studs Tarek Skubel um, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, I want that to be the core and I want Javi Baez to be a part of it and I want Detroit baseball to be back and for them to be good. And Detroit in October is electric and it's so much fun. And it's just it hasn't been that lately. And I believed I I'm behind the Tigers are behind schedule and what I believed in them. I believed they were going to be 2024 World Series champions. I said that 2 years ago. I they're behind. Big time, question. I said. Tigers twenty twenty four and Mariners twenty twenty five. I'd bump okay. them up. Yeah, definitely. Mariners twenty twenty four World Series champs. I could see that being. Whoa. a thing.
0: Whoa, okay, but but a question about Javi's strikeout to walk ratio. Does that bother you? It's of course, eleven hundred. <laughs> <Like, laughs> of course, it bothers one thousand one hundred strikeouts, one hundred eighty two walks. It's terrible. Like that's crazy.
1: It's terrible. Right? Yeah, that bothers. Of course. How does it, that's why he's down here. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He can be great. We saw in that in his previous season, not the one with the Tigers, we saw him with the Cubs and with the yeah. Mets. Cubs, Javi Baez was bad. Mets Javi Baez was good. Mm-hmm. Javi Baez can be up in this really good almost almost elite range. But from what I have to go off of last year and the lack of consistency, he's pretty solid. He's gonna play a good defense. He's gonna hit for some power. Although oh, 17 homers last year doesn't mm-hmm. do much for me. Yeah. The consistency is bad. Javi Baez needs to be better. He's being paid very well. He is supposed to come in and be a turning point for this Tigers organization, and he was not that last year. So he's down here in this pretty solid range. And everybody else – oh, Von Grissom, I'm excited about. He's here. We just Mm -hmm. don't know a bunch about him. We don't know enough about him, but Von Grissom will be the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. They let Dansby Swanson go saying we believe in him. So we'll see where he goes. But uh, everybody else not mentioned, the rest. Uh, and one clarification, because uh, producer Tripp here on the show is a big Dodgers fan. I yep. think he he had a statement about Gavin Lux. I didn't put Gavin Lux in here because the Dodgers signed Miguel Rojas, and I believe he's going to be the shortstop. I think Gavin Lux will – I don't really know where he's going to play. Maybe second now that Miguel Rojas is there. But I didn't have him in the shortstop tier. I do believe he would have been here had I put him, but just wanted to clarify
0: that. All right. Thanks for clarifying.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. It's that time.
0: You did really good. We got a new game. Name that team. Three for three last week?
1: Three for three. Is that what you got? Yeah. We did uh, all infield, went around the horn, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, and catcher, and I get yep. their College or high school. Place
0: they were drafted out of high school, college, or what country they signed out of.
1: Okay. And then okay. I have to guess the team. It's their infield, and I get to guess that team. So let's do it. I was three for three last week. I heard this is harder. All right. All right.
0: I mean, you know the team, so.
1: I don't know the team. Well,
0: no. Like, you, you know the collective of, you know, it's not as big as a. No. Okay. Well, I'll explain that later. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Not as big as a pool to guess no. from.
1: I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's get to
0: it. (laughs) Let's get to the game. For Name That Team, team number one, catcher, drafted out of Mexico, first baseman, Dominican Republic, second baseman, South Carolina, shortstop at a high school in Florida, and third base, Cal State Fullerton. Name that team.
1: Can we not, where, where's the graphic? I need to, there, you go. there we go, there we go, okay. Okay, just need it in the wall to uh-huh. see it as a collective hole. All right, catcher, Mexico. First base, Dominican Republic. Second base, South Carolina. That should be my giveaway. South Carolina. I think that's what Merrifield. All right, I think that's, I think this is, All right, I'm gonna guess catcher Alejandro Kirk, first base Vladdy, second base Whip Merrifield, third base, Matt Chapman, shortstop, Bo Bichette. <sighs> Toronto Blue Jays. All right. Yeah. Let's go.
0: I know. You're good at this game.
1: I'm good when I see South Carolina up. I played with so many guys. I know I'm yeah. Okay. That helped me big time.
0: Well, let's keep it rolling. All right. Are you ready for team number two? Yes. Okay, team number two. Catcher. Drafted out of Georgia Tech. First baseman, Maryland. Second base, Venezuela. Shortstop, UCLA. And third base, Venezuela. Name that team.
1: Shortstop, UCLA. First base, University of Maryland. Catcher, Georgia Tech. Second base, third base is Venezuela. Oh, man. Man. I don't know this off the top of my head. Shortstop UCLA should be my giveaway. I know Brandon Crawford went there. Okay, let me think. Let me think Giants.
0: 30 seconds. Um, Go with your gut. I'm
1: going to guess. I'm going to guess the San Francisco Giants.
0: Yeah. Woo! Yeah. All right.
1: UCLA got that one for me. I would have been.
0: That's all lost. you need is one.
1: Maryland, Georgia Tech, Venezuela, See? Venezuela.
0: You just need one. All right. Are we gonna go three for three again? I don't know. Ooh. Let's do it. Last one. All right. Team number three: catcher out of Florida, first baseman out of high school in Canada, second base Venezuela, shortstop and third base Dominican Republic. Name that team.
1: Catcher out of the University of Florida. First baseman, Canada. Oh, this is tough. All right, Venezuela, Dominican, Dominican. Oh, I'm trying to run through all the teams in a minute. I don't know it off the top of my head. First base out of Canada. That should help.
0: 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> not helping. <laughs> Catcher out of Florida. First base out of Canada. Come on. I don't know if I'm going to get this. Um, 10 seconds. All right. I'm going to guess. Yeah? I'm going to guess the Atlanta Braves. Guardians. <laughs> what is it? Guardians. Guardians. Oh, that was dumb. For some reason, I. Okay, that was dumb. That's okay. Josh Naylor is the Canadian. Shoot. Not bad. Mike zanino the bad. catcher. I knew Matt Olson's from Georgia. I'm dumb.
0: It's okay. You're allowed to miss one. Gosh.
1: <laughs> Matt, gosh. Don't
0: let it ruin your day. That was a hard. Don't let that it was ruin your that day. was
1: a good one. Um. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Man, that was tough. I felt like I was getting close, and then I threw out a guess that made me feel dumb. Uh, okay. Okay. I got the first two. Mm-hmm. That immediately puts me in A plus range. <laughs> but then I missed the last one. Um, my guess, I, I'm disappointed in my guess. I'm gonna give myself a there's only three. Two yeah. for three. I'm gonna give myself a B
0: plus. That's what I was gonna give you two. Wow. That's the first time we have the same grade.
1: Wow. Congrats. Hey, Alex and I have a hey, I got to give myself an A-. minus.
0: No. No. Come on. <laughs> She's too hard.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, that is for name that team. Um, that's always that good. fun. We could also do outfield at some point too. So All right. But the possibilities are endless with name that team. All right. Bat giveaway time. We started last week on my birthday. Started on my birthday. We're giving away a custom bat. Is it over here? No, I don't have it on my bat rack right now. But it's a really nice bat. It <laughs> it's custom, says Flippin Bats Pod and it's a beautiful. It's actually usable. It's a very nice bat. We have 6 of them to give away. We gave away our first one last week. So, we'll be giving away a new one and I will be announcing the winner. So, the winner from week 1 is Jeremy or Jeremiah Gonzalez. If that is you, check your email. An email has been sent. Check your email. Check your spam, wherever. But you are the winner, so check your email. And if you don't get back to us, uh, we'll give you a decent amount of time. We'll pick somebody new. But we have a new giveaway to do this week. Now, let me explain again what you have to do. All you have to do is listen. Listen. That's a good start. You also need to subscribe to Flippin' Bats podcast. Take a screenshot that you do subscribe and send an email to this designated email address, which is VerlanderRakes804 at gmail.com. Let me preface that I do not come up with these these email addresses. Last week was Ben's (laughs) Bat 31, and this week is VerlanderRakes804. 804 804 Uh, is the area code where I'm from. Shout out 804. VerlanderRakes804 at gmail.com. All you need to do is send a screenshot of you being subscribed to Flippin' Bats Pod to that email address and you will be entered to win a really sick bat, to be honest. I wish we all, I wish we had an extra so I could keep one. But another bat giveaway. Check it out. Win a bat.
0: Just do it. Just do it. Just do it.
1: Uh, all right. Little extra innings before we finish up here. Some big news.
0: We do. It's Super Bowl week. It is Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week, and the big game is on Fox this Sunday. And we had big news this week that the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, retired from the game of football. But another fun fact here, he was the last active pro athlete drafted by the Montreal Expos. The last standing athlete. He does it all. He'll also be joining our Fox Sports broadcast in 2024, he announced on The Herd with Colin yesterday, and he's officially entered his hot boy summer. I don't know if you saw his Twitter <laughs> yesterday. I did see it. I mean, fantastic. Sitting there in his in his undies.
1: Tom is... Hot
0: boy summer. Tom Bring is... Bring it on, Tom.
1: <laughs> retired, single, and ready to roll, apparently. Um, Yeah. Well, that's officially RIP Expos. Yeah, R I P Expos. They are now officially. Yeah. They've been no longer for a while, but Tom played so long that one of the guys they drafted was still playing professional
0: sports. <laughs> yeah, I is. did
1: not ask for this picture in the wall, but here's the picture of Tom virtually naked in the wall. So. Hot boy summer. Yeah, apparently. You um, do you,
0: Tom. We're here for so it. So we'll
1: have a new co coworker in 2024, and it'll be Tom Brady, and yeah. he'll come on flipping bats, and we'll talk about baseball and football, Woo. and him being the goat. Um, so that's the big news there. Uh, also, WBC rosters announced in uh, just a couple days, February yeah, 9th. Right, so, our next episode, we will have official WBC rosters. Everyone, thanks for listening. This one's been a blast. Alex, you are great. This was fun. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Um, All right. We're getting closer to the season, everyone. WBC is less than a month away. March 7th, the WBC starts. The regular season for baseball is 50 days away. Spring training is a week away. Big things happening. Baseball is basically here. It's right around the corner and we will be amping up our, ramping up, amping up our episode soon. We'll be back to The season will be back to every day of the week, but we'll be ramping it up here soon. So keep listening. I appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Also, follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. This one's been a blast. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Until next time.